0: that is the Gold Cup hero.
1: Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see
2: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.com and of course the tote.co.uk all the way through the national hunt season and we're into uh, pre-Cheltenham week of course less than a week to go until it all kicks off with the roar of the supreme uh, we will be covering in this podcast day one and day two of the Cheltenham Festival and Demonol is here oh Dino how are you buddy yeah, good, 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 good. It's uh well, it feels like a, like three weeks ago since we did the Cheltenham preview night, but of course only about a week.
0: Only so. Only about a week and around this time of Chel- you start picking up the it's real at least I do anyway, this real tiredness of of Cheltenham and the fence hasn't even been jumped yet, but you sure, look, that's the uh that's the nature of the beast.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't feel as and fatigued as I have done in previous years. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's a good sign. Maybe that's a bad sign. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll to like, yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. For day one and day two, we've got a very special panel. Paddy Aspel is back with us. Paddy, how are you?
3: Good afternoon, guys.
2: the Festival winning jockey, no less. Does the buzz still, you know, you're not riding, but you'll be working, you'll be busy.
3: Oh, without a doubt. Um, yeah. I mean, should look, we talk about this as soon as um, Royal Ascot's over, don't we? Um, oh, yeah. So,
2: oh, even during Royal Ascot for me, pretty much.
3: You know, Um, but why not? Because it's just fantastic, isn't it? And I mean, we've still got plenty of ground to cover yet as far as horses standing on stones and pulling off shoes and bad um, scopes. So plenty of ground to be covered yet. So, But it's all very exciting. Looking forward to it.
2: Any breaking news now is bad news, Stephen Cass, isn't it? Welcome back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be wondering, like, geez, Wheelies now, if they're running on Tuesday, what day are they going on the boat? Because, you know, when they put the gun to Fasal Vegas head, God knows what he'd do in his last piece of work. That's what I was thinking. I was checking Ben there all morning. <laughs> apparently,
2: apparently, he was very good at the Curra this week. Yeah,
1: apparently. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say Paul Towner took it handier on him than he did the last time he was up on the Curra with him. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, you'd be watching everything and overthinking everything and, yeah, st- yeah, listening to. I wouldn't. My advice now, best piece, just stop listening to us, stop listening to everyone, just relax now and stick to your own goals. Yeah, after that's after really this, solid advice. And okay. it just, just, uh, now you, you're normally our, our pep man, normally are, you know, pumping us up and saying not to be negative on racing. And Cheltenham's in a couple of days, and you're the one that, look, you're, you're welcome to leave the call. Myself and Patty can take the rest of this if you want. But <laughs> I love, I love <laughs> You got me back
0: there. Cass, I'm a child four and a bit weeks away, and my wife's not feeling great at the moment, and I'm just yet, you know lives in the way. But hopefully this podcast listening to your uh, your dulcet water for
1: time. Oh, uh, yeah, this will cheer you in, up now. Yeah. I'll, I'm yeah, the man yeah. to cheer you up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. oh certainly
1: are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Look, you know the format by now, okay? This is the equivalent of another Cheltenham preview night, except we're only doing day one and day two. Day three and day four will follow in a separate podcast, give you a chance to take a break, of course. And uh, we've got a couple of new voices on in Paddy and Stephen Cass. So me and Demo I don't need to tell you too much. We've already talked about it a lot. Uh, the first race on day one is the Supreme Novices Hurdle. I say that about 55 times a season. I'm delighted to say it for kind of the final time. Um, okay, here we go. Stephen Cass, uh, Fasil Vega, let the side down at the Dublin Racing Festival. Um, apparently, all is good. All is in working order. The 5-1 to one that was immediately there after the Dublin Racing Festival is now gone. This is going to go our favourite and it's going to win, Stephen.
1: <laughs> yeah well uh, all regular listeners and, and and most people listening to this will know that i've never been a fast vega man um always worried about his head carriage always worried about his action he wants heavy ground i think there's no question about that he might get it with the forecast uh i was in the, rain, he might he might get soft plenty of rain around look we don't you know it's not too much point talking about the weather because um it could it could genuinely could be soft now on tuesday there's loads of rain around or or it depends on much wind they get. So, look, if, yeah. if, if he gets the heavy ground or soft ground, it gives him a bit of a chance. But I've just, I've written off this horse um, and, you know, let it rest on my head. Then let him go and win. But I think the Montieu is coming out in him. Uh, his head carriage, the way he packed it in the last day. Walk in the parks. Um, you know, they're always real bright early types that fade away. Um, Paddy, Paddy, I'll ask you a question, right? How many, how many walk in the parks... Would you say I have a one hundred and fifty plus RPR? Now only one hundred and fifty. You know, a grade two horse. Bear in mind now he's at Duvan and Maine. He's been around a long time.
3: Just, it, obviously, um, it obviously sounds like there is not many casts, is there?
1: There is surprisingly, not no, yeah, right? sort of surprisingly few. But I'd say you'd even guess higher than there is. There is only been six, uh, and like one hundred and fifty RPR. There is plenty. Like presenting would have sixty or seventy, and Saint to Saint would have thirty. And like these walk in the parks, they just you know. They 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 flatter to deceive, you know. I I I wouldn't wouldn't like him at all. Um, it's a funny race. It's a really really bad supreme, so I absolutely love it as a betting medium. You know, I think if you're getting five to one marine national each way with five places the morning off, that kind of thing will be lovely. Um, real dirty. You could go about that, but marine national, I'd be worried about his jumping. Uh, wouldn't be worried about Michael Sullivan, I think he's very good but Marine National is jumping in, the Royal Bond was poor. More
2: days off than Dermo has in a normal working year, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 and look, Willie can do that, but Barry Connell hasn't done it yet, even though I think Barry Connell's a, a very, very capable trainer, a very capable man, yeah. and I would take seriously what he said on At The Race is because UK listeners won't know Barry Connell, but he's an extremely impressive man who's run big investment funds has always been around horses, like he knows what he's talking about, he's He's a superb operator. Uh, Ilette Tomp, he's no chance now. He's a pig. Like he's he he he's the kind of horse all the English tipsters will take one literal piece of form and be tipping. But you won't hear any Irish people t- tipping him up because he's a dog. Um, Diverge unknown. If Hunter's Yarn ran, I think I think you only have to run to one fifty to get close and win this. Uh, I think Hunter's Yarn has that capability. He kind of reminds me of Espardellen when he was coming into the Champion Hurdle. He was going around Naas and Navan and those tracks and being very impressive that's what hunters yarn has been doing um but he might not run so you know gaelic warrior if he ran i'd give him a better chance in the supreme and i think it's probably worth having a five or a tenner on him at kind of 50 on betfair now and hope he does run because i know connections want to run him in the supreme but yeah long and short i kind of don't have a tip uh, i'd be taking on Fasal vega um but yeah sorry now I, I can't give a recommendation would you play t- like Fasal Vega, Vega, Casper? Um. Yeah, I would. I'd rather place him. I think you know if he performs, he could go and win. We all know that, and I won't be backing him to do that. And um. So yeah, I I probably would. I'd probably lay. I'd probably lay him at twos as well. He'd probably be one point six eight or something like that. If he's two to one, he'd be one point six eight to place. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I. 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 I wouldn't want to say I definitely will, even though I'm so bullish on it, because it does depend on the place price. Yeah, it might be course, 1.8. He could be he could be 94 and 1.9 to place, which would be a little bit unusual. They'd only be a bit shorter, just because of those question marks about him. Um. So I don't really have a really good angle in. Uh, a small a small Gaelic warrior and hope they do the old switch switchy. That'd be it, but the English, Which, horse, that's fair. the English horse have no chance now, I would say that. like To, to, to Morris's head carriage and the way he ran around at Sandown, wouldn't like him at all. Chasing Fire as well, he's got a horrific head carriage, jumps right. Uh, don't see the case for Dr. Bravo. God, it's such a bad race. There's going to be a lovely bet merch at some stage, but I just can't see it at the moment.
2: That's okay. I mean, the market is going to move plenty still uh, ahead of Tuesday's opener Supreme. And, you know, if we all hope, as race hour listeners, haven't listened to you all season, that Hunter's John does give you a run, because um, we all know where you stand. None, on that, none of you though. hope that
1: you would you, love to see him run and fall at first or something. Nobody, nobody wants nah, to see someone else having a big true. win. I've never, I've never met anyone that likes to see their mate <laughs> well, a big
2: win. Well, you just have. I just say I hope it runs. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you and, know, and I know you well enough really not, not to believe a words you're saying, it.
3: like.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, yeah. Look, look. Let's ask Paddy. Paddy, uh, the race. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of waffle there. Come out, of Stephen Cass ahead of the Supreme, and uh, he hasn't landed on anything without. Putting us away at the same time. What do, what do you uh, make of the supreme now? Just a few days
3: ago. Well, unfortunately for Cass, I was with the big dog here. Il était temps.
2: Ooh, do you know Gary O'Brien? I think fancies it as well. So you know, Stephen said no Irish man. We found two. Well, I'm,
1: I'm astonished now. I am astonished. I am astonished.
3: Make your case, Paddy. Well, if you look, I mean, he's had six runs since he's come over from France for Willie. Now the only time he's actually really disappointed was behind Vauban in Punchestown where he was well beat but he went into everyone's notebook at last year's Dublin Racing Festival behind Vauban um and yeah. then i mean in last year's triumph i mean all you have to do obviously you, you you'll watch the replay but even read the in-running comments he was still keen going to the second last and he ended up getting beaten just over eight lengths disappointed next time then Willie took him to Turles during the week uh, one of them Turles on a Thursday put Patrick on him in a hood uh, to win his maiden hurdle I mean he won that by 10 lengths and the handicapper didn't even move his mark so you know this is a horse that's going to come in under radar slightly because he obviously finished behind uh, Fasal Vega Christmas time but that run the last day I mean he's still doing the same even with the hood on he's still locking on a bit and and doing enough wrong but you read the in running comments again he was three lengths up going to the last he won by nearly 10 lengths you know like honestly I think this horse is very very similar to uh, Gallim or so doing plenty wrong but there's still a massive engine in there Um, and you know obviously because of the other talking points in the Leopardstown race last time nothing really none of the focus was was put on this horse off the back of that winner. I still just think he's only starting to put it together now. And another one, I think, who clearly benefits from having a man like Danny Mullins on board because, you know, he's just not the easiest. But I think he's very, very talented. But he's got pace. Um, But if he can just keep his lid on that bit more this time round, I quite like him, to be honest, boys.
2: That's fair. And he's priced up. Um, in oh, almost in agreement with Stephen Cassidy, that I don't think many people pegged him as Supreme supremo, especially after Fasil Vega put him in his place at Christmas. If you watch that race, he can't beat Fasil Vega, and if you watch the next race, Fasil Vega can't beat anything. So, uh, yeah, okay, Tomp for Paddy Demo. Um, I mean, final word can can go to us too here. I backed Pascal Vega during the week at, a, at what I think was a decent price on the basis that I made it a coin toss. If he turns up and runs his race, he will win. If he turns up and doesn't run a race. He won't, and I took the prices were fair for that. What did you do?
0: Yeah, look, like most things in life, it just all comes down to whether you're a believer or not. And I, I'm a believer in Marine National, and I'm not really in Vassalvega as I have been all season, even before the flop at the DRFD. I was happy to take him on with Marine National. I think what Marine National did in that Royal Bond uh, was just exceptional. He drifted all morning because they didn't think he'd be great in the ground. Um, he handled the ground to absolute perfection with no problem to him like good horses do they win their races no matter what happens that's what, that's what a very top class animal does travelled really well jumping that's really fair from Cass um, I think that is something that, that they can improve and bar the last that day I thought the last three when he needed to, to kind of keep he did jump quite well I thought until that last obviously was awful over it. but I think that will be touched up at home he would be better on better ground he'll jump out of it easier not that we're guaranteed better ground I'll leave I imagine Casper will be talking about that later on but he's um, yeah I just think he's he's the superstar here I really do and then from a play's point of view I think you can throw a blanket o- over the rest of them uh, Barifas Alvega who could be good enough but I'm just not convinced by him at all I, I definitely on the toad on the day at God knows what prices you'll get you'll probably get something huge uh, Fenner's crossed the place uh, he's had two serious efforts at um, at Cheltenham the third the last day uh, Springwell Bay came out afterwards and won, won very well since in a normal Supreme I wouldn't be touching him for this but I just think he wouldn't. He's, he could be capable of if Marie-Nationale is as good as I think he is he could blow the rest of them away and then you know anything can place then so I think Fenner Cross could be one for a place angle but uh, Marie-Nationale you know, I just think he's he's very very good
2: Fair enough, fair enough, and I think we've managed to tip three with reasonably strong opinions. And uh, Stephen is waiting to see what the market does to find where the best bit of value might be, and there will be some. So do keep an eye on it. I do think also that high definition, uh, given that flat uh, <laughs> platform, is one for. The, is one we cover any more days here? Can
1: we have a
0: diverge?
2: <laughs> nah, I think you know. Let's just tip them all. We'll get the winner of the first. Get everyone off to a good start. We've tipped everything.
1: I think a good, uh, a good I right. think a good piece of advice is hold fire in the supreme. You probably have about 14, 15 runners, and they'd be paid five places on the day.
2: Yeah, totally, totally spot on the place. Um, okay. sorry,
3: just a quick uh you know tactically, what do you think they do you think they'll go entirely back to front with Faso Vega now or just take a yeah. lead?
0: Yeah, no, I think they'll uh I think they'll ride Faso Vega like Patrick did in the bumper last year. I think he'll be making up his ground later on. They've
1: uh, they've they've contradicted themselves on it. Like David Casey had, was on with um Geno on and all them, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, Oh, he'll he'll be handier, pop him out. Whereas Willie has said twice and two different things. He did a thing with Fran Berry and he did another thing where he said we'll have to change and just ride him to sleep, you know, ride ride him cold. Like a horse who was lame for a week, that dogged at the last day, pedigree wants a trip. You know, if you put him out the back, oh god almighty. I you know, I think if he was mine I'd definitely be asking him to pop out and just if he's good enough, he'll go and win
0: definition. if he doesn't need to go too far back like but just literally you know.
2: I think third or fourth and get a posse and they'll be fine I just think you can overcomplicate I don't think Paul would do anything drastic yeah I'd imagine you're right, right. no he's a very straightforward that's not what Willie
1: said, said no nope, that's not what Willie said yeah
2: but Willie you know Willie can have a go at him afterwards can't he <laughs> but if the horse can't win from a posse of third and fourth in a supreme and get there not be good enough he wouldn't have won from out the back so yeah that's, that's, fair. Yeah, that's fair and I'd imagine that's what they do and if, you know Willie might want someone to blame afterwards i you might not need someone to blame. They might do it. Uh, let's move on to the Arkle, Paddy. I'm coming to you first because El Fabiolo and John Bond are uh, effectively making this a two horse discussion. And um, there are other horses like to run. Probably not too many uh, going to take their hand in it. Uh, we've been John Bond fans all season, Paddy. Does El Fabiolo's you know changed your mind?
3: No, not really. Um, I think he is physically. He's a better looking horse. He's a he's a brute of a horse, isn't he, El Fabiolo? There's no doubt. But yeah. for me, I think I'm just looking at the lead up to the Arkle because you can have the argument, and it's a real good one that John Bon he's been knocking around in three and four races all season, three and four runner races, should I say, all season. Um, and you know, is he going here with some hard mileage on the on the clock as regards, you know, just learning along the way, but. Maybe on the other side of the coin, I would say with John Bonn is he's been to Warwick twice and Sandown. So, you know, like three really good jumping tests because obviously you've got the quick line of fences down the back at Warwick, railway fences at Sandown. And I thought that on debut, El Fabiolo looked quite ignorant. And again, at Leopardstown the last day, you know, he met one halfway up. Although he does, oh, on both occasions when he's made a bad mistake, a fairy house in Leopardstown, he's gone down to the very next fence and he was much cleaner. So he's obviously got a brain, El Fabiolo. Um, but that was a hard race at Leopardstown. Um, you know, you just wouldn't be surprised if it's left his mark. I don't know. I know plenty of these were, were in amongst it again the same day. But this is going to be an easier test for Dysart Dynamo. So, you know, the... the uh, you'd certainly imagine that the lads aren't going to let him loose on the front end because this isn't going to take, take sure. as much getting as Leopardstown. Um, but with John Bon, I just think he's had an easier prep. And yeah, visually he wasn't, he didn't knock your eye out the last day, but I just think he's he's he, he was getting the stage, he's floating around in fork gear and he's half-dossing and, um, you know, because Aidan Coleman didn't even put the stick down him. And you look, by the time he got past Calico and the race was in the bag and the way he went down and measured the last and sorting his feet out, I mean, it, it, a tired horse doesn't do that. You know, and you've see, seen the videos of Coleman schooling him earlier in the week. I mean, you just can't get this horse to make a mistake. Um, It's not that he's not made one yet. And oh, what happens if he makes one at Cheltenham? I just think because he's so comfortable within himself, that's why he's not, he's not made it, any real sense of an error so far. Um, and we've got to remember, lads, that this horse had the tank empty to Cheltenham last year, the way the race developed with him and Dysart Dynamo. Now, he still kept going. I know Constitution Hill was miles ahead, but your man was miles ahead of the rest. He kept going. The rest of them dropped out the telly. And then he went to a and he beat El Fabiolo. And he got he got eyeballed yeah. from the back of the last by El Fabiolo and he still got the job done. So... I'm I'm going to be with John Bon here. Um, just hoping that the slightly easier season that he's had maybe means that that Nicky can can really dip the tank with this fella next week.
2: Yeah, I don't think Nicky Henderson's got him anywhere near um peak until this, and uh, I imagine he'll beat El Fabiolo comfortably, Paddy. You've made a very good case. I think it'll be comfortable, Stephen. What do you think?
1: Um, I wouldn't trust either of the two at the top to do it necessarily uh, paddy's right about el fabiola like he, he 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 could jump all 12 differently like he he, he sometimes he goes <laughs> into one sometimes he skews and, and what nobody picked up on or i haven't heard anyone talking about it you know that lovely camera angle at leopardstown down the back uh, where it's kind of a head on and they're popping those fences yeah. with the race and post boards across the bottom um, el fabiola jumped all of them right every single one now jump he jumped right samua before he fell jumped right and unseated now. It was a really soft unseat. I wouldn't let it put you off you well if you liked it. But he did jump right before all of those. And John Bond jumped markedly right at Warwick. Like really badly right. And he cocked his head. Which he, Now he cocked his head at Haydock last year and then performed after okay. But Paddy will tell you, if you have a horse going away in front and then the, the next one in behind is jumping right, the ones in behind that will follow him jumping right. So Dysart Dynamo is going to get a freebie here in the front. Danny can do what he wants on him pace-wise. So he's going to get a lovely soft lead, easier track. The three in behind are going to be going right, right, right. Like they're more right than fucking the UK Tories are going like at the moment. So (laughs) I I, I just think it's going to set up lovely for Dice Dynamo. And I wouldn't trust like John Bond's another walk in the park. Just, you know, it's, it's, he is quirky. There's no doubt about it. El Fabiola's not a good jumper. Uh, Dysart's going to get a freebie to set whatever tempo he wants and I just think what, there's going to be five or six runners you can back him now with three places and get your money back if he's in the tree it's not a kind of a race he'll bomb out and fall apart I think he'll get to set the tempo he wants so he'll be there jumping the last um I think he's good enough to do it he just went a little small bit hard at Leopardstown. uh Leopardstone is a stiffer test than Cheltenham on the old course so I just think it's going to set up lovely for Dysart Dynamo with the whole shape of the race. And I'd be backing them now with the three places. It's absolute filth.
2: Yeah. I th- I th- <laughs> that's very fair. It is exactly that. Um, yeah, that's very fair. I can see him finishing second or third uh, to the mighty. John Bond, Demo, what do you think?
0: Um, yeah, Dean, look, uh, St. Wall. when I put the source up for the uh, preview night, was 20 to 1, really a short now. So, yeah. Uh, the, the massive appeal there is somewhat gone, but I can see him drifting back out of the day. It's
2: the knowledge that the field is going to be small, isn't it? And this one is going to go. Yeah, so that yeah, price so really, flagging Really went. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, look, I, I I still like him. I think this race has a propensity to absolutely fall apart, and I'm happy to be on St. Wadi. If
1: there's St. Wadi, could go Grand Daniel. No, uh, no, he's out of it now. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, is he? Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's, he's still 15 on Betfair um, for this, which I thought maybe he's not going to run. Yeah, no, no, he's yeah, he's
2: okay. going here. Yeah, yeah. He's just not going to win, Stephen. That's the issue.
1: Yeah, well, um, like, you could see it fall about like the other angle. You could do it. Could
2: it could one or two fallers, and he, he's he's been the only one left. You, you could back uh, Dice, Dynamo
1: and Sanwa, and you kind of have three to one runner for you, the two. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's
1: which, fair. Which is yeah. a good bet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. Okay. Couple of strong cases made for John Bond, one for Dysat Dynamo and Dermo um, flagged the value early on saint Wah. Um, okay. No one likes El Fabiolo. So that one is current market leader. Uh it shows you what we all know. All right, the 250 at Chatham is of course the Ultima handicap chase or the ultima, depending on what part of um, I don't know, madness you come from. Um one of my favorite races of the week. Unfortunately, the fancy that I really fancy uh, is is not there. So again, shows you what I know. Um Paddy why don't you talk to me about the the Ultima handicap chase? Um, you can make a case for plenty of
3: them something in there must be well treated yeah I think it's Dundera, wasn't it 2007 was the last time the Irish yeah. won this race so oh it's not a race
2: for the Irish no had definitely it. No, not it hasn't been
3: forever um, <laughs> yeah. but I was looking at John Joe's horse here but I'm just worried he might run in the Kim Muir um, Mumbai Genius this is a horse yep. who is very very low mileage over fences he's a fine big brute of a horse a real strong traveler good jumper you know he's been around chips, so there were plenty of weight on his last two starts and you could always tell by the way john Deer jr was riding him he was trying to hang on to him for as long as possible simply because he's still quite a green horse but i'd say he's got loads of ability and although he might lack maybe a little bit of sort of know-how for a festival. I think he's got an awful lot of ability. He's got plenty of weight in the Kim so I'm hoping maybe the might just come this direction. He's going to get in here off, hopefully, round about 10, 13, 11 stone, something like that. But I think, you know, of one four four. There, there will be some big days ahead. Maybe mentally this might come a little bit early, but I think he's a real, real good one, Mumbai Genie. He's going to be a proper staying chaser further down the line. But it'd be interesting if he pops up here, but yeah, it's definitely a race that you want to be concentrating on the UK boys here.
2: Fair play. Mombek genius for Paddy and the John Joe O'Neill team. Um, if they do pitch up there, can have a nice race and wait, Stephen Cass, what do you like in the old team?
1: Um, I like if, if, if listeners can, can find the market. Can we say who the market is with? Are we, where are we? We're, we're, you are can we're say total it, yeah. loyalists. Well, Scott Skybet oh, had a market up there that a uh, UK trade one two um 8 to 11 and i think that's an absolutely fantastic bet i'd make that something how
2: many irish runners do we think there'll be fast or slow looks like it might go um, i think he, he goes in the play boys so okay so well, of course paddy will know that i thought so maybe
1: one the golfer i thought maybe uh, i
2: am uh, maximus might go
1: yeah, well, you I, wouldn't, I was... wouldn't be surprised if, like, born by the sea turned up for. for, for yeah, you might get you. Three, two or three or four, um, yeah. but they won't be yeah. extremely short. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the gopher is probably the only one with a realistic chance of play. It's like... no
2: problem. You mentioned in that market, I'd say by the time people listen to this, that'll be gone because <laughs> there won't be an Irish runner. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I we'll actually, if money. if you listen and you can get the eight to eleven and then you can just back the two Irish ones to place uh, on the day and then you'll have a mighty, mighty a little book for yourself, get as much on as you can. Um nice. and don't gamble responsibly now because literally you could lump on that and back the Irish ones and you can guarantee yourself a profit. So I would say, you know, put money in your pocket responsibly there. Uh, Surely that is responsible. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think is gonna win the race? Uh, I, then? I mean, well, yeah.
1: it depends on the ground. Sorry <laughs> to be a bore. Sorry to be a bore. Uh-huh. And I know you you Yes, you were supposed to go to on this one first because we like the same ho- horse and, uh, you know, it's his chance to have a... a... Dan
2: has a... been talking about the horse. Oh, yeah, you can go first. Okay, <laughs> so
1: so Lord Accord, uh, but it does depend on the ground. I actually laid back my stake on... I backed him on Betfair, laid it back this morning. Just, I'm going to wait. I'd rather back him at a shorter price. Knowing the ground is good, if the ground is good. Uh, he beat the Wolf over course the distance in October. He actually he pulled it up off 131. Um, he's now off 137. He's going to get in pretty much on bottom weight um all six uh wins have been a good in the description so he won at Cheltenham. then he was second to on in the badger beer he would have gone very close that day only for he kind of clattered the last he was 11 lengths clear captain nord we know what he did after uh he went to the hennessy but it was just three runs a quick succession. finish a quick uh succession finished ninth uh i'd forgive him that one prep run then over hurdles get him ready for this bottom weight um headgear uk horse everything you want in the ultimate nine of the last 11 have actually worn headgear in this and I just think uh, he's a great chance if the ground is good.
2: Yep, fair enough. Uh, Demo, you're going to echo this because you've been talking about Lord yeah. Accord um, already.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm going to be very, very quick today because everyone's uh, heard enough of me this season. But uh, Lord Accord and very, very similar Pref Dean to the Druid's nephew for the same trainer who we know. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: We know how how he did.
2: Yep. Fair enough. Lord Accord. Still double figures out there. And of course, there'll be lots of places and concessions and stuff around this race. Uh, The one thing that we can all probably agree on is there's not a race for the Irish. I really liked a horse called Beauport for this. They're going to run him in the Kim Muir. I'm not as big a fan for him for that race. I think he would have taken some whacking in this. Uh, But sure, I don't train him, don't own him. And uh, yeah, they're probably right. Um, our power would be my tentative selection but I need to go all the way back for it because I found the winner for it weeks ago and now I'm <laughs> thoroughly annoyed about it um, okay let's move on to the champion hurdle this could probably be the quickest race of the week unless there's a punting angle Stephen Cass is it, how far Constitution Hill wins the champion hurdle by
1: yeah it, that, that's not something I'd be betting on anyway I don't think so um, I, I really think Constitution could be absolutely hammered really hammered Like, and, and then it's a question because he'd be in all the multiples and you know professional punters would be taking him at 1.4 I think what price does he get that you'd be willing to lay him and if he goes 1.3 or under which isn't a million I think uh, I'd lay him just because Nicky's had horses bomb out before you think of Epitant in a mare's novice you think of they're uh, just animals
2: like, exactly, it could happen exactly, yeah, just, yeah, so. you know Stephen there was a tweet there during the, I don't know who put it up but it was like why don't you just take all your Cheltenham bank Stick it, Constitution Hill. Take your forty percent ROI and enjoy the rest of the racing. And that was the worst we yeah, ever seen.
1: That's no way to live anyway. I can tell you. Yeah, that's like that's, a god. Yeah, like how
2: yeah. is that exciting? I don't yeah, get that anyway. Not, move on. Not, Go on. What, what do you
1: do? The pub with me on the Tuesday anyway. That's for sure. Um, Imagine. Yeah, that. no, I'd, I'd lay him if you're one point three or under because I think Statement's okay. a really, really, really good horse and Constitution Hill. It's very hard to put up those performances all the time. Um That. that but that's that. That's it for now in terms of the angle for me. I'd I'd like to get yeah. with Man in some shape or form because I think he's an absolute tool and he's miles ahead of the rest. So, uh, if if your man's being backed and man drifts, you know I, there will be filthy each way going on. Yeah.
2: Yep. I have a terrible bet and one that I'm actually quite horrified by. Of a fiver each and I like to move it at sixty-six to one. I don't even think it'd be third. I just think it's a complete waste of time that was. Um Paddy, is there an angle into the champion hurdle other than we hope it's the start of Constitution Hill's um legacy well, history? This is what To we be honest, witness. you know that
3: bet that you mentioned about I'd like to move it, that's not a bad bet at all. What what price do you say you got? Well, I mean, honestly, you look at that effort in the at the last day at Wincanton Honestly, two mile This horse is unbelievable the, the, the few times they've tried to stretch him out And go two and a half He just doesn't get it But obviously, he's one round Cheltenham. Yep. That isn't a bad bet at all Because if he could turn up And run to anything like he did at Wincanton He's going to definitely be picking up plenty of money I'd like to move it But I think here, lads Now, you can shoot me down if you want But as far as statement goes the few times that I've seen Townend interviewed about him this year, because obviously he's not really been that impressive. He got he got a soft one, didn't he? The, the The last day when no one wanted to make the run in, and obviously the time before yeah. that, it was you know it it was pretty run of the mill stuff. But like Townend has seemed pretty irked when when they've been asking about this horse's jumping and what he's doing, and you know Townend has has, has said on a few occasions that this horse they're just not testing him enough. He's not really going forward. He's not really, not really being tested, or, or you know, he's all borderline sort of, you'd say, dawson. Um, I wonder. Obviously, when they're when they're going to have to, go as deep, this time with him because he's going to have to go in against Nicky's horse. I wonder, could he really improve out of all recognition this horse? Because we, we genuinely don't know how good he is. We really don't yeah. now. I had a friend who is in the, you know, the plus Sutton club, the, she wears it well and all them, there, there's about five million of them in the syndicate. Now he was there when this fella won the Irish champion hurdle and he was in the winners' enclosure. He said, when this thing came back in, he looked like he had only just been walking around the paddock. He wouldn't have blown a candle out. Now, I have already mentioned that, yeah, he got a soft one in front and it turned into a bit of a dash home. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, you can't win an Irish champion hurdle and be stood in the winners enclosure and, and not blow a candle out if you're not a fair animal, you know? Um, I just don't know. That's it because I can't see anything else getting near Constitution Hill. And especially if the Constitution Hill that won the fight in fifth, he he, he certainly didn't knock your eye out Kempton last time. But if the fighting, the fighting fifth constitution hit rocks up here, I don't think anything would beat him. But I just wonder that because this is the deepest water the state man's been chucked into, and he's got to produce. I just wonder could he give your man a shake up? Because if he doesn't, I can't see anything else here. And and I I, I definitely echo that. I think your your bet on I like to move it is 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 a crack in each way a bit. But that's my only thing here. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Statement was to 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 chuck in a serious PB here and 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 give Constitution Hill a bit of a rattle.
2: Okay, I mean that's what we hope happens for sure. I mean, demo is there an angle for you at all, or is this procession? What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, no, The race is over. It's Constitution Hill. It's uh, look, we have got twenty seven races to focus or twenty eight races to focus on. No, it's uh, twenty seven, and there's uh, there's no hair.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's, it's it's certainly a fascinating um, race to watch. I hope it's the start of something great for Constitution Hill all the way through. It would be brilliant if they didn't just go, well, let's just win the champion for the next three or four years, because that wouldn't be much fun. I hope they have bigger ambitions than that. Uh, possibly race of the week. Paddy Aspel is going to be the mayor's hurdle. Um, Honeysuckle, Marie's Rock, maybe. Uh, Epitant. yes. Brandy, love, yes. Love Envoy, Yes. Echoes in rain, I guess. Queensbrook Theatre, Glory, she wears it well. Midnight Ginger, um, it's top heavy.
3: Yeah, it's a cracker race now, isn't it? Um, I know obviously people, you know, that they'll pull a funny face when you when you mention these mayors races, but I think Ruby's bang on as far as the mayor's race goes, lads. I mean, what would any of these mayors add to a champion hurdle this time round? I'm not as far as winning it goes. Mm. It, it, it's hard to see it. Um, maybe apart from. Echoes in rain. I mean I would love to see her have a little tilt because I think this sort of trip, she just doesn't settle. She just doesn't settle. They borderline kept her lid on last time. Um and and she-
1: P- Patty, just on that point on that point, right, you're correct. What what did they add? Because State Man and, and, and Constitution Hill are miles ahead of them. But like what 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 you're doing is creating a culture that it's acceptable to go for the Mayors. So, in a normal year where you don't have Constitution Hill, we're going to have this bollocksology where all these good hearts are in this race. That's the problem. Uh-huh. That is the problem with the challenge.
2: I hear you. Yeah.
1: So, to say uh, people all say, oh, they're in the right race. Yeah, 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 that's true. Like, and Gear de Menil is going for the race, he should be winning. Just, There's too many of these races that, in the whole, detract from the other races. And, like, we had a year where Honeysuckle and Benny Didier, at their best, missed the champion hurdle because of this shite so yeah he, and they
2: would have they would have probably been fighting out that so i'm there, sorry
1: but that, that's why we shouldn't be apologizing for this race paddy that'd be the alternative view i would say because ruby's right and ruby will suit himself and get as many Willie mullins winners as he can you know but <laughs> like this race should not like it, it it has done a lot of good it has done a lot of good but have a big at day in uh-huh. or something and you know that'd be better that's just my view on it. I I, I hate. No, I think
2: I think demos made that case before as well. You know, make these the pinnacle, the the big peak races. at just a different festival, yeah. So that Cheltenham maintains its quality in one place, and that's that is something that misses. Maybe they should run in the champion, and maybe they won't win it, but they should be a- that, that. Yeah, um, that's what
1: it should be. That's what Cheltenham should be. They should be yeah. ro- ro- the, It should be championship races, and your you know, has won the last two. She should be in the championship. That's the
2: argument. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. Look, sorry, I mean, sorry, sorry. We have an
2: awful lot to get no, through fine, here. We fine. should last through this race. Um, it's fine. Um, Paddy, uh, do you think Echoes and Rain is the one then for this to give the top end? Uh, I I just think
3: round. over this trip, um, I I just think she does too much to be honest. That's my only my only worry with her. Right. But God, she's so classy. Um, I, I just think she she should have won far more races than what she has. Uh, she's her own worst enemy, unfortunately. But I think lads. If I was looking at the, the Cheltenham on the BHA thing, you know, they're forecasting up to 5 and 10 mil each day um, up until Cheltenham comes around. Mm-hmm. Now, if it does, I think that would really increase increase Love and Vois chance here because at her, to be seen at her best in this sort of company, I think she needs to be getting her toe right in. She's a real good mare, this. Honest mm-hmm. to God. um, I, I think I'd be a little bit worried that Nicky has pitched Theater Glory in here. That could be the fly in the ointment, but if there was cut in the ground come Tuesday, I would be in the love envoi camp. She's a little bit defined on the book, but the fact that she could be getting her toe in, I'd fancy her a, a fair bit here. But I think it's a cracking race,
2: yeah. Yeah, and she's fighting price all right for a horse with such good form and in such good form for Harry Fry and Johnny Burke. That is love envoi or love envoi. Uh, Stephen, do you have a fancy in the race?
1: Uh, I agree with. Um, Patty I, th- I, I wouldn't be dogmatic Because it's such a good race And such an evenly matched race uh, But I mm. think there's going to be betting opportunities in this race Because Honeysuckle is going to go off about 5-4 to four. Or like she is. She, oh, they, yeah. they always punt her yeah, yeah. Everyone on track is going to be backing her She'll go off 5-4 to uh, Epitant and Brandy Love will be ahead Of uh, And Echoes and Rain will be ahead of Love Envoy in the market So you're going to get about 8 or 9-1 to one um day off or at the off and she's the improving one um like it was her sixth run of the season last year when brandy love beat her at fairy house and fairy house to Cheltenham's always a quick turnaround uh yeah i'd really forgive her that i don't think she's at her best she loves to Cheltenham hill she's been mighty impressive all season um love envoy be the one i'd go for but i wouldn't be having a massive bet in her because i just think this race is so so hot um for the grid
2: no that's fine that's fine it uh, is a fascinating contest demo um we're honeysuckle fans will you be back in honeysuckle this year's chat the festival though
0: and uh, no 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 she's 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 short enough now season, for she said she's still brilliant look and i genuinely will be shouting her home because i absolutely love her and she shows us nothing but no the only betting opportunity i've found so far is i just think she wears it well it's A ghastly price a very sorry a very decent price ghastly mm. um just the Queen's broke at Christmas, absolutely battered, her. and um, she's a mare that was that was really set for the top until that that really bad fall uh, two years ago. It was taking her, her a while to come back. So, from a race that I think will develop into a bit of a slog here, um, I think she can just outstay the rest of them, and she's um, she is more than good enough, in my opinion.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. It is a race you can take a chance on there. You can throw a blanket over them almost on ratings, assuming the honeysuckle decline uh, continues. I think Honey, I hope Honey wins and uh, I think she might just have it in a back at Cheltenham to hold them all at bay. Um, Stephen's right though. The 9-4 to four or whatever is around now. You can forget about that on the day. That'll get punted off the board. So let's talk about the boodles. Uh, Stephen Cass, I'll come to you first on the boodles. We've got a host of JP McManus horses. Uh, A couple that have been talked up in recent weeks include Common Practice. Um, Biker's obviously been well talked up as well for Charles Burns. Uh, Tikau is currently market leader. You must have a bit of value
1: in here. Yeah, I like one in here. I really like one actually. Um, and 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 I'd be against Takao, who I just thought was so free the day and is made. And I don't I don't like free horses. You can probably guess all the horses I'd be against are quite you know headstrong types yep. like Elete, Thompson and and, and Vega. and Takao fits that bill as well. It's very hard to get home at Cheltenham if you're anyway free. Um, Common practice to be doing. I really, really like uh, turning in a Fairy mm. House today against Lassie Mount. Jumping the second last. It was down to a two-horse race. Him and Lassie Mount. God, he travelled so well that day. He then made a mistake at the last, got picked up, beaten eight lengths by Lassie Mount. Technically finished fourth, but by by a by a long way the second best horse I thought mm. that day. Uh, that race contained the likes of Comfort Zone and Nuzret. and um, he was then first to the non triers behind Blood Test, Blood Destiny at Fairy House. Again, some good horses <laughs> in behind. Uh, then he went off ten to one in Gaelic Warriors handicap at Leopardstown. That would have been second, maybe third favorite. So they obviously think a lot of him to go off second favorite and a big handicap like that as a four-year-old. Um, he's only two pounds higher than his Irish mark. I think he's loads of ability. Uh, really good flat horse, like rated eighty-two. Ground is no issue to this fella. Heavy at Galway when he won. Good on the flat when he won off eighty-two. Um, I'm I was just surprised he's fourteen to one. I I I think this fella could go off you know five six to one. Um, and I think he's got a great chance, yeah.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Common practice was well talked up on the race hour Cheltenham preview night as well, if you haven't seen that on YouTube. um was well talked up there uh, by Jamie Benson, who had a little bit of inside um, knowledge, of having been chatting to a few of the team from the hill at Joseph O'Brien's. Um, okay, Paddy, give me something for the boodles. Please. Yeah, it's a
3: cracking little race. It's looking at previous years, the Irish have sewn this one up, haven't they? The last few years, uh, very, very mm. solid. Oh yeah. In this race, I heard Tony Mullins. He mentioned both these French horses that have been brought in, hasn't he? Bad and uh, punted the least. Who made a real good debut for the skeleton team? They they definitely could be well treated. Of one, two, six, but Bad's price is is that's not value now. Considering we've not seen him run in this country so far. I mean, when you look at Tony Martin's horse, them in-running comments, you know, they would just haunt you, really, wouldn't it, Zanabad, um, that he could be absolutely chucked in off one nineteen here. But it's such a crooked outfit, you just don't know. Um, You know, (laughs) there's one or two (laughs) others here. You could spend far too long on this race, lads. There was a horse who, on the face of it, he looked to really disappoint last time, but I honestly thought they were going to go uh, for, you know, a bigger target than this, but Afidil, uh, he really disappointed a head off, but he, he was probably one of the first horses beat that day, and, and it afterwards it kind of all made sense that maybe connections were going for a handicap mark. Cobden's already jocked up to ride right him. He got one, two, three, Afidil, because if you just watch the way he travelled around Musselburgh prior to that, there was a thing of... Um, I think um, who trained it, um, but anyway, whatever it was, Paddy Brennan rode it. But Harry Cobden nearly knocked him over up the run, and he, he he was holding on to that much horse. So, Affadil could be well treated off one, two, three here. Another one, sorry, just one last one because the Williams team have done well in this race prior to prior to this. Romance, Romance, Seirole done. He nearly booked Dave. Well, he booked Dave Noonan off going to the first at Warwick on debut. I watched him going to start that day. You managed to break him in, um. But anyway, since then he's won both the starts. And the handicappers led him in here of one nineteen. He's going to have ten three on his back. Well, hopefully, because mm. the thing is here, lads. If McTighe comes out, the weights go up seven pound here. Um. Now, McTighe drifted like. They hadn't put the fucking bridle on him the last day. um. So, <laughs> you, but similar sort of outfit. You don't know whether they're going to turn up and they'll be keen to turn up with, with 11, 12 on their map. But if he comes out, weights go up seven pounds. So, got to factor that in as well. But anyway, after all them I've mentioned, I am going to stick with the, and go against the grain as regards recent trends and stick with the Nichols horse and hope maybe Affidil could have a bit of room there to maneuver off one, two, three.
2: Yeah, yeah, very, um, very positive words around for Aphrodil in the last uh, few days, including from uh, Mister Cobden himself, and he is already chopped up. on have you landed on something in the Boodles already? Now
0: I hadn't before. Now uh, del Delest is the one that I've actually landed on, but that, that was a huge effort behind Bozen at last. With Dave
2: Yates horse, yeah,
0: yeah, really, really good effort. They, they could, I think, he could have beaten Bozen at that. They had, uh, had they didn't have other other thoughts in their head. Um, so yeah, no, look. Uh, at fourteen to one, he's definitely um, he's definitely a bet here, Dean. And just uh, I think the national one chase could be quick enough from all of us because I believe a few weeks ago we did all agree that he was uh, Garey Demainil was a good thing. I think.
1: Yeah, skip over that race. Pad, uh, Paddy Dermo's freaking out here on our other WhatsApp that uh, we're all taking too long, so we better
2: we'll, <laughs> we'll skip over. No. That.
1: Hey, the boodles! You're doing my job
2: for me, there. The, the, I, I, the boodles, is I a think there's, a, there's an angle. The boodles is a crap. Oh, what race. a race! And, and they uh...
1: all go on about getting rid of that at the festival. Definitely not. I love the boodles. Keep that. No, no. Skip no, over the national chase. Editorial decision is made here. I, I will not keep going. On I will not.
2: And here's the no, break. Here's no. the ad. Toe, toe, toe. Slow <laughs> <float> your pose. <bows. laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah no i brilliant. will not skip over it but the the the, the, the 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 boodles is a belter and if you can find the winner in there you are doing well there's plenty of value about in it now if you just know exactly where things are going to end up um okay thank you for that i don't have any view on it yet but i will have one uh, come the day. The 5:30 at Cheltenham day one is the final race is the National Hunt Chase. Uh, I, I can try and keep this short and sweet by letting Derma go first. Gerd de Menno is a good thing Derma. Yeah,
0: yeah, Windies has already beaten most of these by about 10, 12 lengths or at least he's good enough to do so. Hammer Church, Don Warrior, Beat Maller Mission. There is no form line in here that's anywhere near what that horse has done, so yeah. He's easy. He's he's
2: never beaten Mr.
0: Coffee. Mr. Coffee hasn't many, beaten a horse. many,
2: many, many, many other horses have, Demo. You the, last
0: time, the last time Mr. Coffee <laughs> won, Dean, you were about fourteen, I think.
1: So
2: have <laughs> probably backed it. Um, <laughs> uh, Stephen Cass, is there an angle in the National Chase?
1: No, not for me at the moment. I I, I think Mill should win, but I I don't want to back him either. I don't really love him, so I'm not backing him. Just out no, out that's fine. That.
2: I, I understand that. I do understand that. It will be interesting to see uh, whether Ramleys jumps off into the Brown Advisory rather than run here, or whether they do the other old um, switch. I guess. I don't know. Paddy, what well, do you think I making mean, that? obviously,
3: uh, Mr. Coffee. he's the crack in each way a bit at the prices, lads.
2: Absolutely, and I've been backing him away each way for a while now. I can't see him finishing anywhere else but second. In an equal way, I can't probably see him winning because he likes finishing second. But still, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I like
3: you, all you've got to do is look at the form figures. He's been he's been hopping the crossbar out of it, hasn't he, for forever. But loves it. I mean, obviously, yeah, uh, Derek was on the last day, and he gave it a good go, to be fair. at talk to her, but it doesn't take an awful lot for him to lie down. But the chances of him hitting the frame, because he's a good jumper, he's a good traveller, um you know he's got festival form obviously so yeah yeah at the prices i honestly thought he'd be shorter i think he, he's a he's a belt in yep. uh, each way a bit
2: he should definitely be second favorite he's got like 10 pound to find on the favorite but the rest of them are all gonna have to find a little bit i think to finish in front of him and uh and, and derek's already at the spin that is the angle uh best bet on day one Stephen cass
1: uh common practice in the boodles no, I changed booth. my mind. I changed my mind. Oh, I'm going to oh. go dice dynamo each way. <laughs> nice.
2: Okay. Well, you kind of got two in for the press, wasn't ah, fuck uh, I fucking always t- I
1: tip my best bets in the boodles every year on this, and they never went. Yeah, I won't go into that. But anyway, yeah, dice uh, yeah, no our dynamo each way with the three places now. That is my best bet.
3: Fair
2: enough. Paddy, your best.
3: Hopefully, on off to a flyer. Ilite, Tom. Nice, nice, nice,
2: nice. Dermot, your best we'll bet. we talk after, Paddy. <laughs> uh, could be a, could be <laughs> no, too late now, too late. <laughs> they are being in Hartzburg. Ca- Cass & Co, uh, Co. special. Um, okay, Dermot, your best bet on day one. Marine nationale Marine nationale Okay, fair enough. And uh, mine is John Bond. If you just want to back one winner on day one, that will win. Uh, Comfortably. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, day two. You're listening to The Race Hour, proudly brought to you in association with The Tote. Check out The Tote this jump season and find out what you've been missing. Hello and welcome back to The Race Hour. Of course, it's the day one, day two Cheltenham Festival preview brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.com and of course the at home of the £1 million play spot every day. Of the Cheltenham Festival. Myself and Dermot Nolan will be trying to win that next week. Uh, I'm also joined by Stephen Cass and Paddy Asport as we roll into day two of the Cheltenham Festival. First race on the card is the Ballymore. Um, everyone is talking about this horse, Paddy Asport, impair a pass uh, like it's already They have for the line.
3: sure. Um, I think though, I remember when I seen this horse win, the day he won at Nice, um, and that day in particular, the ground just looked like absolute cement i didn't see a horse quicken all day up until this fella came on the tv and it was another day where they were having to to bypass hurdles but nothing was quickening that day up until him um just very very taken for sure but there's no doubt yeah there's there's plenty of tongues waggling about this fella and but his price reflects that doesn't it considering you know?
2: Oh, it does now, and like this is actually deep. You've got Hermes Allen, you've got Gaelic Warrior, you've got Goodland, you've got Champ Kylie. I'd argue this is stronger. Mm. Yeah, than no, Sipin.
3: it's this is a deep race, and you
0: no, know, that's not an argument. That's a fact, isn't it? It's just it's a lot. Of well, angry. there
2: you go. Yeah. I won the argument.
3: Well, like we were <laughs> we were chatting earlier on, boys, about <laughs> Barry Connell. You know, he isn't the type of fella you would think that you know he's going to have egg on his face. The, the amount of talking he's done both these horses really Marine National and, and and Goodland and. So it is a very deep contest. I think the way I looked at it was, I'd be happy to go with uh, Imperia Pass, but is he going to tighten up any further, do you think?
2: I don't think he can, can he? Surely there'll be some support for these other ones. There has to be. Um, He's very tight now in what is 6-7 deep in terms of making cases. Yeah, I think.
3: no, de- definitely, it definitely looks that way. But I think even the form of that last race that Goodland won at Leopardstown, that's very, very strong form uh, but the fav shouldn't tighten up anymore uh, but uh, to be fair i mean the the isaac suede and simon manier they've got such a, a massively good team of horses together now and i'd say this fella's right up there
2: yeah it's the preview night circuit that has absolutely killed the prices on this because it's all anyone talk about it's this year's bob ollinger Stephen cass and um, would you be a fan? Um,
1: not not at the prices. No, I mean he's he's basically he hasn't been off the bridle yet, so we don't know what he's going to find there. The funny thing about the preview night circuit is they're all saying how good he is, and ah, oh, he's a you know God-given certainty all this, and they've all been saying all year he works terrible at home and shows nothing. And they so like <laughs> has he changed in his work? They haven't said that. Um, they just fancy him, and they're all going around saying the same thing that that's not for me. Now that kind of stuff, uh, let let him go and win, but I'd be taking him on. Like I don't think beating the model kingdom is really all that, you know, he's a brilliant jumper, which is very unusual for a Willie novice hurdler. And he, I'm, I'm not saying he's not all that because he really, really could be, but I don't want to back him a two to one in what is a belter of a race. an Absolutely brilliant race. Exactly. Um, so I will, there's a couple of angles here. I, Champ Kylie's going to be fifth, sixth favorite and Willie's number three. Uh, so he'll, he, he's eight to one now, but really he'll be something like uh, 12s, 14s uh, on the exchanges, on the tote. Um, at the off, and there's no doubt I think that Danny's going to try and do what he did um, when he won the grade one the last day. go from the front because he's too much of a free goer that you have to go from the front with him I think he'll have too much toe for Hermes Allen so he will get the lead, so I would be highly recommending people back him at the off and lay back. So if you back him at 12s, lay it back at six and you have a free bet at sixes. Um, that is one angle. I'll definitely be doing that with Champ Uh I'd be place laying Hermes Allen, who I think is a bit of a mutt. Like he, he flashed his tail at Stratford. Um, he beat Bad Horse to Cheltenham and I think the cello just fell apart. I think that's it. So I'd be kind of taking a chance he's shite and laying him at odds on to place. Um, that'd be another angle in. I could be wrong and I'll pay for it if I am and i really like Goodland. i think he's an absolute proper horse i think he kind of reminds me of uh first lieutenant those kind of horses that go to this that are good stairs gold cup class horses um off the bridley found dogs he'd be better back down a trip uh good ground to come anyway i might say soft ground be fine really really good horse so if i was to make a selection i think Goodland uh for the win uh, he might be an each way better in the day if you're getting a few places and i think uh back to lay on champ Kiley.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough, Demon Nolan. Your view on the Ballymore? Uh
0: yeah, I uh, I completely agree. Re really good land. I I just think that was a very very smart performance last time. Um, and yeah, yeah, the, the Stephen Cass's point there about Impera Pass is very very fair because he was um, it was all that talk, and then as soon as Fastal Vega kind of went went wayward, was when the Empire Pass talk really hyped up. So I'd say there's just a little bit of that in it, but. Could be a beast, but good land has already shown an awful lot. So yeah, uh, I like him.
2: Yep. Um I made a case for Champ Kylie. I think that's the I think that's the value at the it's <clears throat> certainly at the likely price that Stephen Cass is predicting come off time. That will definitely look a bit of value for me. Hasn't done a lot wrong by that royal bond, uh which which is where he didn't fire. I think he'll fire in the Ballymore. and get the matter It's a of
1: it, Dino, you know. It's the maths of it like so. If your man is two to one and Hermes Allen yeah. is seven to two and Gaelic Warrior is nine to two and Goodland is six to one, something it ten, yeah. it has to be ten to one bar. So therefore he'll be ten to one, which means he'd be bigger than the machine. So then you can lay him back. That's the thinking. And, and just quickly can I say I think one that could improve beyond all recognition for the trip, and he has really good maiden hurdle form is Dark Raven. Uh, he's a big price, and I, I could actually see him winning this. He's twenty five to one, he'd have a chance as well.
2: Yep, yeah, fair enough. Um, a belter of an opening race on the uh, Wednesday, of course. Dermot you may as well just fire fire into the brown advisory, uh, Jerry Club.
0: Yeah, he just wins, Um He's shown now that, that he can go over both ground. He showed at at Sandown. He showed much more speed than even I, who's been a big massive fan of him since he won it down Royal last season at at Christmas time. He showed that he's uh, much pacier than I thought he was when he won. He be adamantly chosen. Uh, um. So I just I don't see who beats him. I don't think this is a great race at all. Um, I think he's way clear of these. Also, adamantly chosen has been they supplemented him into this race. I think that is a horrific uh sign of Sir Gerhard because I, I just adamantly chosen has improved no end for being rode dead over two mile four. So to put him back up and trip again is there's a little bit of desperation there that they don't they obviously don't think they have much there for for this race. Um, so, I think that only strengthens up what Jerry Colomb is and has been doing. And as the rain falls, I'd say Gordon Elliott's smile is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, so, I think uh, Jerry Colomb takes, there is nothing to beat him here, dear
2: I agree with you, as long as you're not including Time Hill in that conversation. So, that's kind of our take on the race. I'm all over Time Hill. I think it will have too many guns, uh, too many T shirts if they've been there and done that at Cheltenham uh, to, uh, to worry about Jerry Colomb. But I do like Jerry Colomb, just going to meet one too good is probably Time Hill's Gold Cup. Stephen Cass, what do you think about the Brown advisory?
1: Uh, I think Jerry Calam is a good, you know, seven to ten pounds better than all these. Um, Time Hill, like the Kempton race fell apart. His jumping was awful. At Newbury, so I wouldn't like him. I don't like any horse that jumps that badly in a three-mile chase. Uh, The Real Whacker has beaten nothing, like beaten Mon Morale. That that form doesn't stack up. Indigo Breeze, that he beat at Gardens, is useless. So so I wouldn't have the Real Whacker at all. Um... Mm -hmm. The one I would back each way would be Braun, who, um like, he's, he was a very smart, novice hurdler. I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. He was 40 to 1. He was actually 40 to 1 this morning. Annoyingly enough, now he's only 25 to 1. But this is a bad race. So I think he, he'd have a good chance. And he'd even have a chance of winning. He was only two lengths behind Jerry Kalama, Fairy House, on his chase debut. Uh, That's right. He won a beginner's chase then, beat Grandera Bella, who's won since. And Grandera Bella's been given a rate of 140. So you know it's it's pretty good novice chase for him that he has. His big price, uh, you know, Counting could be riding him if if Sir Gerhard if the vibes are bad there, um. So Bron each way and Jerry Clam. But I, if you were to give me one bet in the race, I think I would just back Jerry Clam to win.
3: Fair enough,
2: fair enough, Paddy. Do you agree? Is this favourite? Uh, I think as he good is as it
3: um, because I would imagine that. Gordon had that Sandown race pencil in last time, thinking it was going to be your typical desperate ground at Sandown. Um, and that would be obviously in his favour. So he had to go there, and maybe tick another box the last day. He just won them horse. He just keeps winning, doesn't he? Without really knocking the eye out of your head. So maybe people don't latch onto him as quick. But his record is there for everyone to see and. I just think maybe when it comes down to it and, and you need a horse that's just got that bit of grit, he's got that. The, the real whacker, I mean, over hurdles, he, this is a very ordinary animal. He's two from two over fences. And obviously, the have both been at Cheltenham. But that round of jumping but he put in the last day, he just absolutely broke their hearts in behind. He's obviously vastly improved for jumping a fence. So you just wonder, you know, Is he going to keep finding a bit of improvement? It's not beyond them. Uh, Be a massive winner for the Neville team. And Time Hill, just quick mention for him. Sorry, uh, boys. But that win the last day, it was a real testament to connections that they persisted because they were getting knocked, weren't they, for, you know, continuing with this horse over fences. But, I mean, yeah, the race, some might say, fell apart a little bit. But that is, with the cheap pieces on, by far the best he's ever jumped you just wouldn't know if he could just keep rolling now time hill got loads loads of festival form so i i definitely wouldn't be um wouldn't be sacking you off with 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 your selection here at all dino but i wouldn't wouldn't go against jerry colom with time hill but i think he'll be in the money oh he will for sure and i think his jumping is
2: um if you Shite. only watch no it's not if you only watch the uh, the Kemp just go watch that do you
3: know what it if is the, it was else. all the time it was just the open yeah. ditches and, and all he was doing was jumping yeah. two foot up in the air he wasn't actually he wasn't busting fences he was but the cheapies have gotten down out of the air and just got him winging a bit
2: yeah um, yeah they, they won't live with him if he jumps like that he'll win comfortably um, so I look forward to that. <laughs> no. You don't even believe What's... that statement. <laughs> you don't. I, I, I normally am able to hold a straight you face and stuff like that, and I can't. We're, but uh, yeah, we're all is, is, because, is, because we
0: know you don't believe that.
2: It is Redemption Day for Time Hill uh, oh, after geez. a few Cheltenham near misses. He deserves at least, least one race at Cheltenham. The Liverpool Hurdle. Um,
0: that's where he. De- that's where his. Is no
2: it's on no it's on yeah that's fine that's fine that's fine um, okay look uh, question then I'll start with uh, Stephen Cass Camperon wins the Coral Cup by how many legs oh
1: yeah no no we're going to have a Philip Hobbs double at Cheltenham on Wednesday back to back because that's the kind of thing that happens in 2023 yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> uh, Camperon yeah you'd be leaving him alone now at the price I would have thought I like one in here I think JP has the winner of it um even if he somehow manages not to win about camp like nicky henderson is the king of the carl cup he's won four of the last 13 runnings and i think his one here is no ordinary joe um he he came back from a break and won at kempton looking like a stare over christmas he then went to the betfair hurdle a little skeptical of the betfair hurdle basically because it was absolute road that day the ground now he traveled away well um and then once once uh uh, Filey Bay and Risk got away from him. He kind of stood up in the irons, and he finished. I don't know where he finished eighth or something like that. But he, he was yep. he was really tanking into the race. I think two and a half, two mile five in the old course will suit him because he's a really, He can definitely travel into this, and he looks like the step up and trips really going to suit. Um, his by getaway, everything. There's loads of stamina and the pedigree. Like I, I just think Carl Cup could have been the plan. Um, I hate that oh, this has been the plan all year, but given he came back at christmas you'd imagine this is would have been the plan all year because it looks like the perfect race. <laughs> it looks like the perfect race for him you know he's yes. got great great form at cheltenham he was um was he second i think to west cork in a great wood as well uh, Third in a great wood, Third, yeah. okay yeah The old, he likes the old course um yeah i i, I think ordinary joe 20 to 1 uh, has a nice a nice uh, look to it
2: yep Fair enough. No ordinary Joe for Stephen Cass. Uh, he's taking on the good thing that is Camprond. Paddy? Are you? I
3: was with Paul Nolan's horse here, lads. HMH Seahorse. Yeah. Uh, the Seahorse. Um, I mean, he's only a yeah. five year old. I mean, he is getting back, though. I, he's another one. I wouldn't like to see him tighten up much more, though, to be honest. Obviously, it's such an open race, but he ran an absolute screamer in the boodles last year, went around the houses. And, I mean, Paul Nolan. They picked this horse up for twenty four grand I mean he's not through steel already to be honest the amount of money they've won with him, but since they've gelded him, Nolan said his jumping has improved no end um it 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 really has and I do like horses that have got a bit of previous at the festival and yeah for a five year old you know he's got a fair bit of form in the book and quite impressed with him at Navin the last day now one four three it's enough. On his, on his plate here to be honest but he carried a similar sort of weight in the Boodles after getting a, a hoover run round in that race last year but I'm hoping Paul Nolan could have a reasonable week to be honest Standard a standard and one or two others but uh, hopefully this fella's is part of it as well
2: Yeah, I'm a big fan of HMS Seahorse do you think he's got a very live chance as the market suggests uh, Demo, your pick for the Coral Cup uh,
0: First of all I'd absolutely love Irish Hill if he got in here uh, he needs about 16 to come out but that was, a st- he's been brilliant this season, real kind of revelation and uh, sometimes horses like him. But the one that is in Dean, and this can happen at times where horses that are in good form can just be forgotten in these markets for the kind of sexier types. But Red Risk, um,
2: yeah, he's yeah. he's a
0: massive price again. Uh, like he beat Panit P- Tonnerre and Panit Tonnerre that day traveled like the winner, uh, did everything right. And then this lad just belted away from him. And then went on to West Balboa last time. Market forgot him again, and a twenty-five to one gave way to a uh, West Balboa, and just went down. Was rather unlucky. I, I actually thought now with a more senior jockey on board, he could have got closer. Um, he's one for me. Just he he he's high up the weights and everything else, but he's just a horse that is is really really improved this season for coming back over hurdles. Chasing didn't work for him. And I know it's 147, but Paul Nichols will definitely get a good claimer up on board. Could well be Freddie again, who claims seven off. And uh, Red Risk is just typical of a horse in these handicaps who can just be completely forgotten. And at um, a 25 to one, I like him here dude.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. Can put you off. He, he's done me twice um, during the season, and both times I was furious. So yeah, quite likely he'd come in short head Campront. Uh, here. Or oh, they're going to change the words to the Ruby 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 song to Hobbsy 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 la, 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 Dude, That's you. awful. Move Three, on there now. I know. know. 3.30 is the uh, Queen Mother Champion chase. Um, it, it, I'm hearing some very very strong opinions on this race in that Edward Stone He's gonna go and win the champion chase. I hated him last year. I can understand it more this year, because this is one of the worst champion chases I've ever seen, Stephen Cass. One of the worst.
1: Ah no. Like the Dodging Bullet one, the Sardegrugie one, the one Politologue one. They're yeah, every they bit. They're worse. Yeah. They're worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um Edward Stone has a great chance, yeah, but he's not a reliable conveyance, I would say. I mean, he's had 11 starts over fences, won six. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be very trusting of Tom Cannon in the saddle, either in terms of how he rides him. He wrote him handy ish in the article last year. If he drops him out like he did earlier this season, I wouldn't like that at all. Now, you know, I think you, you need to be close to the, the pace, which is going to be hot enough with Editor Geet uh, and Gentlemen to me. Give gentleman, to me, no chance. He jumped really badly at Lepriston last day, and he still won. Like, I think that that race just seemed to pan out from
2: him. It's this t- time of year, Stephen Cassie doesn't lose in the, if, the, if the month I know, is February. March, I know, eight, I know. But...
1: He's on his iPhone and the clock goes to 15th February or something, and he goes, Right, That's I, what I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Editor De Geet, I, I just like let him go and win. He's a bit of an eco, could be a bit dodging bullets type, but um. An ergamine, then you'd want soft ground. Look, the short answer is I don't know. I think Edward Stone's the most likely winner, uh, but there's an awful lot of question marks. And I'll be back in Captain Guinness kind of to get into the frame here. He was 80 to 1 annoyingly now. Rachel Blackmore put him up on some podcast yesterday, and he's kind of 50 to 1 now. But look, he would be bigger on the day. I'll have a small bet in the win market on the tote uh, you'll get a nice big big price but I think if you're getting kind of four place markets he's a really good horse um, and he's really good fresh like he gave weight to Riviere de Tell and Andy Dufresne at and Navin like gave a lot of weight and bolted up and yielded ground he loves Cheltenham he fell do you remember he fell in the Supreme he was absolutely cruising that day uh, and then he yeah, yeah but
2: that was ah uh, no. I was two, on,
1: out, that was two out that was two out and, and the, uh, cruising
2: is, cruising
0: is very
1: dramatic now yeah oh, oh I'll watch back well there's about 10 of them cruising though is that <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what I mean?
0: I'm never watching that race back you literally talking
1: about his carabers arse up in the air and the rest of them yeah, yeah 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 and then he, he was kind of he was a, a moral second uh, in an article to Shishkin he got caught in the line there bailed around Islands. so he was actually third in an article so uh, yeah 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 so he, he finished <laughs> second to Blue Lord last time at Christmas He he's a really classy horse he will travel in behind I think he's a good chance to place and you're going to get a big price I think he's an underrated horse Captain Guinness so
2: I'll be back. he might finish he might finish in the first eight Stephen I give you that well you nine,
1: find nine. something there now we'll have a match bet whatever you want there oh my god uh but i'm telling you he's a quality horse and he's underrated um and that's what i'll be going for four places with him because i wouldn't trust either the gentleman to me and eric yeah i uh, wouldn't yeah. wouldn't trust grenadine funnable civil Ass, so i uh, and, and captain guinness will get up around 160 and run better than that maybe and i think he'd he you know in in, in any year if the race totally fell apart he could win it but uh yeah I, i'll be back in him four places that'll be my bet
2: Okay, Captain Guinness. Four places for Stephen Uh Paddy. What you? Yeah, I've this? always
3: liked Edward Stone, lads, haven't I? And I do think, though, always. since Alan King, he's said it a couple of times, hasn't he, with this horse that it's a difficult balance to find. He's a horse that gets very fresh. Um, pretty sure they're run about getting one of these away days with him to try and get a bit, of, a bit of the freshness out of him. But I mean, because even that day when he got rid of Cannon at, at Kempton, it was a typical thing that a, a fresh horse would do when he chipped in in a real ditch fall where he's just dropped his arse end in it. But since then, you can definitely see that Tom doesn't have the confidence in his jumping at, at Cheltenham the last day, definitely wasn't as good on his feet. Um, but I think for, from what he did to the third last, to even halfway up the run in, the ground he covered... I know there was only six runners, but you know he got his nose in front of Edited the Geek mm-hmm. that day, and but he was entitled to 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 gas out on the back of that effort on what he had to do because he had to move the target off Townend's back pretty sharp, and then it was it was on Houlihan, on on Editor the Geek, but you know he had a lot of ground to cover, but he still did it. You know he ran a good number that day. I mean this is his fourth festival. This horse is going to come back for, but you would just hope that they don't try and lock him up last and and, and wrestle him early doors, hopefully they'll go mid-div and see if he'll settle and um, if he does, I think he'll take a fair bit of whacking here
2: Fair enough, Edward Stone uh, for the Queen Mother Champion chase there, Manon
0: Uh, Yeah, look, you can basically take what Stephen said there about uh, his one and swap in Nube Negra and then just swap out a few horses' names and a few tracks. uh, It's a a very similar case I have that this race, I don't believe in the front of the market at all. And I think Nube Negra is... um, I think too many people laugh at this horse considering he was second in a champion chase before. He's a decent animal. And at uh, 25 to 1, now, the one caveat is, the more this rain falls, the, the... the less his chances are, so we do want sure. it. Uh, we do want that forecast to change a bit, uh, small bit. It's not going to be heavy or anything, anyway. But just to to keep the kind of good to soft going anyway. And uh, New Bay Negra. because you know what, Dan Skelton, it, he has taken that Paul Nichols kind of uh, over the top positivity with him from his days there. But um, I, he's been very very p- bullish about New Bay chances, and I kind of like to hear that. So uh, yeah, look, he's too bigger price.
2: The horse does like Cheltenham. What's that saying they have? You always need a Spanish bred chaser for the Queen Mother <laughs> yeah. Cheltenham chase. Spanish, Spanish uh, bred
0: chasers have finished second
1: on <laughs> uh, their only ever starting this race.
2: One hundred percent place <laughs> record. Anyway, yeah. Uh, can I, can I, can I make
1: a point on that horse, right? Because Dermot, Dur- you probably think he probably doesn't have much of a chance of winning and might run into a place. And just punting wise, you'd be like, if you back him at 25s and you think he can't win. You're basically backing a two to one to finish in the three, and two, two to one on him. Ah,
2: place only on the tote, Stephen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, you you, you yeah. need yeah.
1: like he's he's saying that, saying yeah. Yeah, like don't be wasting money on these horses each way if you think they can't win. If you if you think a horse is a good, like Captain Guinness there, I'd recommend a small bet in the exchange, maybe, or the tote win only, and a bigger bet to place. Nube Negra, if you think he's going to run into a place, back him to place. Don't be throwing away. Your, your half your bet on a win stick that you don't think that's uh, yeah that's completely right I,
0: I actually always take Stephen's advice on that for the last however 25 years or however yep. long this podcast is going uh, he's been saying that uh, so this
2: podcast could last 25 years
0: <laughs> so yeah no I always go small win and a big place
2: yeah okay all right, a few, a few different angles there. I think Paddy's the most sensible of us all. Um, just putting up, just putting up the winner, uh, which which made sense. Um, I, I've I've backed Gentleman to me, and uh, I'll probably back it again just on the basis of the month of the year. So that's not a very strong form pick. Um, okay, four ten at Cheltenham is the cross country. Um, there's been all this talk about Galvin going to come and upset the Delta Work Party. I don't think he has a hope. Uh, Paddy. Delta work, uh, been here, done it, got the t-shirt. We'll do it again. Yeah, but you wonder why have they put him in then?
3: Um, Gordon's their horse.
2: I don't know. They got to go somewhere. No, absolutely zero chance in a Gold Cup. So yeah, you know, Gordon doesn't give a fuck either.
0: last year he he took out Tiger Roll with his own horse. So he doesn't give a fuck.
2: No, he, he won't uh, care. Just just run him in there. I think yeah, you know, he's he's probably good enough to to finish in the uh, in the places here. Clearly, everyone else thinks that. But he beat that around crown It's party, hard to it? know. I mean, like, Jesus,
3: Cod was very, very um, warm on him the other day, wasn't he, on on, on that preview. And so sort of have obviously had him away, and he's shown a bit of a liking for doing this job. Because obviously we're guessing a little bit, because we've not seen him tackle these sort of obstacles before. But I do think, you know, it's like the old saying, that it, it, maybe the first time could be the time to get him. He's obviously a very classy horse but it's not really a race that I pay that much attention to but i mean i think no. an absolutely rotten bet here uh, lads is backing the uh, old singer banjo each way because i mean he never wins under rules um but the chances of this fella hitting the frame are pretty solid because i mean he's almost like a, a graded horse um when they when they run them on you know on the over banks, the banks yeah. but it, not to win Dino, to get placed because, I mean, that run the last day, I mean, he, he had no business running the winner as close as what he did. Now, he generally saves his best for back at home in Ireland, but he's run okay here in the past, but off the back of one of his best ever so far, although he's 13, he absolutely loves this job singing banjo. So I think he's a bit of a filthy bet um, each way.
2: Love that singing banjo is a triple figure price of course for the cross country Uh, Stephen Cass will you be paying any attention to this race at all can't even find the mute button that's how much attention he'll be paying to the cross country
1: sorry yeah the most uh, yeah well I was muted because I definitely didn't have to say but the most interesting thing I can say about this race and I speak for all of our listeners is no one's ever heard of that horse that Paddy's just tipped ever so I don't know who he is singing banjo
2: (laughs) (laughs) finished second to Delta Wake November 22 around the banks finished second to Stealthy Tom uh, February around the banks. Of so if you're a banks race man, okay.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm clearly not a banks race man, and you no, know, no opinion on this race. Good luck with um, Slidey Banjo or whatever his name is, Patty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> love it, love it. Demo, you'll be getting uh, stuck into Delta Work.
0: Here. No, no, no. Pass. Move this on. This is a race that I always really enjoy watching, but I I don't punt in it at all.
2: All right, Delta Works. One for all your multiples. Don't listen to the Galvin hype. Uh, would be uh, we, my, we hate that uh, horse really friend. weirdly in this podcast don't we I don't know why Galvin hate him, yeah, yeah yeah we've had a few run-ins yeah uh, well because one year I really fancied him to win something he didn't do no
0: and then yeah it. no the year when Rory Fitzgerald and all them as well the, he was going for the yeah. goal. I got sent memes every week about him so yeah that's why I hate yeah. him yeah fair enough
2: but now you should just send him a picture of the cross country <laughs> and uh, say that's that's where your horse ended up Best <laughs> I know but it. to be
0: fair um, he, he did win the Savills that year or whatever so yeah, yeah
2: he did just to just to give him a little bit more forced thought <laughs> um, alright <laughs> let's go let's go let's go rocking into the Grand Daniel. Um, I I really like unexpected party for this. I really like Andy Dufresne for this. I could be possibly persuaded to back Course Sublime for it. Um, I'm not strong on anything. I will be backing a few of those, Demonol. And what do you like from Grand Daniel?
0: Uh yeah, look, I put Dinah blew up at 14 to 1 on this podcast and on the uh, previous night. She's she's really come in. Now, look, her her lack of experience is obviously an issue against handicappers, but if anyone wants to watch one of the best beginners' chase performances, it was her against impervious her jumping was outstanding last time I do think that they had a bit of a mark in mind behind Magic Days Uh her jumping is just nearly foot perfect it genuinely is as she's a sight to behold I think she'll adore this kind of a test at Cheltenham look anything can happen this is the grand annual but I just think she of all the Irish horses in the handicap chases she got a really nice time with her from the handicapper and a mark of 140 for her she's borderline she's she is definitely graded class as far as a mare goes and, uh, yeah, no, I think off this mark, uh, she got two pounds, the base against her Irish mark. That's really solid, Dean. And I think off um, of 140 here, she she could take a bit of clipping.
2: And I think her name is still mud in in terms of Cheltenham after absolutely being walloped off the boards for last year's um, Mare's, Mare's race and running no sort of race. And then was terrible after that. Um, I can understand the mark angle, though. And if she is what they think she is, at one fourteen might do the job. Paddy, what did you do? I was like gonna take a annual? chance
3: with he's not reliable, but third time lucky because simply because the ride Keelan Woods gave this fella at Sandown last time, it was an absolute peach. Yeah. Nursed him into it and you know just carried him over the line because I'm not really sure um you know how gutsy this fella is, but you know, he's been in deep water on plenty of occasions, but maybe Handicapper has put him up to 149, but confidence-wise, at least he's coming in here in a good place. I don't think he's a good price, that's for sure, when you look at his overall record. But his Cheltenham record is pretty good. I'm just hoping maybe off the back of Keelan Wood's effort in the saddle, who won't be on board, unfortunately, this time because he's hurt. But it might just have this horse in a good place, but he isn't one to trust.
2: Fair enough. Um, tentative vote for third time. Lucky Stephen Cass put some sense on the Grand Annual. And your mute button.
1: Jesus, Cass. Sorry, lads. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done it ever on the pod, and I've done it twice. You've never
0: done it before, though. It's always me, yeah, to be fair. Yeah.
2: It's like a Philip Hobbs winner on a Wednesday.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to like buses, yeah. He hasn't had a winner in 20 years, but then, yeah. Uh <laughs> can't count in the fact or whatever. Uh before midnight, uh um, <laughs> before midnight, uh oh, Weber as well, not it?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah. There you go. Okay, well then you can count us. <laughs> right. So before midnight, uh been to the old course once, beat Sky Pirate six lengths on good ground. Yes. That's very good form. Second last season by length to Funambul, uh civil good form. Down from one forty eight to one forty three. He's been running okay, getting the nice treatment um, don't mind an older horse in this uh race uh, older horse in the handicap chase in general can do okay the last few years um because they're getting well treated so look it just depends if he's regressing or it's a plot uh, and it could be a plot with these connections so before midnight if he's anyway strong or you know in the betting are we here anthony but i'll probably just back him anyway because i think uh, with his mark he's got a bit of a chance
2: Fair enough, fair enough. I don't know if anyone remembers our DRF preview. I think everyone was mad about Phil Didari's, um running well at the DRF. Obviously, it went wrong. Absolute Horlick's a mistake, almost got brought down as well. Um, then went and dotted up at Leperstown just a month later. Uh, that might sneak in for Gordon Elliott. Do keep an eye. Yeah, Market will tell you more.
0: He just can't jump fences, that horse. I love him, but he just can't jump a fence. just can't do it.
2: He kind of just just about got away with it last day, didn't they?
0: Yeah, but he still made a horrible, horrible down down the back, and that's what ended his race basically. So he he won over hurdles last uh, next time. So it's uh, you know, he's he's just yeah, he just can't jump fences.
2: Ah, Demo, if that wins and we're not on, though, we'll, we'll feel it, will I'll we? be all we'll right. We'll be on. I'll be all right. Well, up yeah, I know, you're on Dino Blue, you'll be fine. Yeah, You'll be fine, you'll be on Dino Blue. Okay, all right. right. Last race on the Wednesday is the champion bumper. Uh, normally, I completely ignore it, but I like one this year. But Paddy is the man for bumpers. Everyone knows this on the Race Hour podcast. Uh, if he likes one in here, it's probably worth taking notes. Yeah, well, fun, fun, fun.
3: Patrick bred this, didn't he? so he's, yeah. uh, he's already yeah, 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 uh, he's yeah. already cashed in
0: she's going in she though isn't she
3: is she going I there think...
0: but that's that's what they said but Jesus oh, there's no reason she couldn't do it yeah oh, well, but up? they've said pretty much yeah. Willie said in his open day but mm-hmm. she who the fuck
3: knows um, well I mean I think the top and bottom over here is the biggest winners are the Leeson family aren't they because they've had a real good day with a dream to share obviously he's won three bumpers but Real good day at the DRF. They had their own young fell in the saddle, and then obviously JP's come along and bought it. So anything else at Shelton is going to be a bonus where wherever he finishes. But I thought the value here was with the horse that he beat. In fact, the file, um, just
2: absolutely agreed. Yeah, he, just he looking at the prices
3: why. because I thought at Leopardstown they should have got on the gas a bit more with this horse. He's proven that he stays further. Prior to Leopardstown, he just got done for boot. I know um, young Gleeson on, on the winner that day. He, he never even took his hands off the reins, but it did turn into a little bit of a dash. And I mean, the fact the file was somewhere around about tens or twelves. Come the day next week, I'd be far happier to be be with him because you know there's no hiding place. This is a proper grueling race, um, you know, and and anything that there's any any chinks there at all, they get found out in the Champion board, but It's a rough race. Hopefully they'll go a good gallop, and I certainly don't think that fact file. I don't think you'll see him emptying out coming up the hill. And I, I'd be keen to be with him. I, I've loved Oliver Sherwood's mare all along, uh, but poor Oliver. He's had such a terrible season. You just couldn't, you couldn't be be backing her with confidence. I know she she had a bit to do with the way it's market raising last time, but just the 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 stable form. I, I'd have to leave her alone, and and I'd be with fact file here.
2: Fair enough. That's Queen's Gamble, of course, Oliver Sherwood's horse, who was all the rage for this until upsetting uh, the form book, basically, at uh, market racing in February. Okay, I look, Paddy, I'm I'm absolutely with you. Normally, I ignore this race, but what I saw from Factor Fire at Leppistown uh, at Christmas, and then, of course, at the DRF, I thought it was a massive race it ran, and uh, Cheltenham will suit this one down to the ground. Devour the hill, Stephen Cass. Will you be betting in the bumper?
1: I don't Well, I, I backed a dream to share um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, when we did the assessing the festival favorites pod, that was two weeks ago. He was six to one at the time. Now he's seven to two favorite. I wouldn't want to back him any shorter than threes. I think seven to two, Okay. Yeah. You know, I'll back him, but I'd actually rather wait and see the ground. I think if it's really soft. Um, he, you know, he's got a soft ground pedigree, but he is a very quick horse. So you'd want, you'd worry about him if it was very soft. Uh, talking to Brian Gleason, uh, they have no worries about him on soft ground, you know, and a bit of dig is absolutely fine. Good ground is absolutely fine um he's got the best horse in the race certainly today uh he was you have to remember the last day that he was giving weight to everything as well so he he had a penalty for winning two bumpers he was given factor file weight given them all given some of them um seven pounds and given a lot of them three pounds so to give weight and put up that performance was phenomenal he just looks a really 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 good horse hopefully he is i hope he wins uh He'd be the pick, but I, I I you know, if he starts getting too short, he is then too short. John Kylie technically has never had a Cheltenham winner, but like he wouldn't have had many horses go there. He would have had the Puerig back when I was young. Um and she was Yeah, and like he's had he's had horses go there running well. John Kylie's a brilliant trainer, wouldn't wouldn't worry me in the slightest, you know, that he hasn't had a Cheltenham winner. Sure. Before. Wouldn't worry me at all um and a really good target trainer you know anyone that knows irish racing would know that john kiley is able to get them ready for a day and i know like i know for a fact from talking to brian back in the autumn the plan was look we'll get him ready and you know he, I, he wasn't 100 percent going to leopardstown i wouldn't have thought that it was leopardstown then here was the plan so he's absolutely flying at home since um he's bouncing around the place and hopefully he'll improve from Sound and if he does I think he'll be good enough
2: Fair enough a dream to share Demo won't surprise anyone to know that you like this horse of course Brian Hayes also uh, put a very positive mention in for it on the bookmakers.com column before it won at DRF uh, you're going to stick with a jolly
0: Oh yeah of course Yeah, no, I, I was blown away by what he did that day it, was, it took one bit of a loosening of the rein from the jockey and he was just gone um, he stayed at the end as well yeah I just, I don't. He he's very very good. But look, this is the bumper. Anything down to lock you, you could win this uh, thirty to one. So definitely won't be going too too heavy. But he's the best uh, bumper horse I've seen in quite a while. Anyway,
2: fair play, fair play. A dream to share, and uh, t- well, two votes for that, and two votes for factor to file. The forecast is available with the tote, of course, and uh, no doubt we'll uh, we'll round out day two uh, with that exotic winner. Um, all right. Why don't we give us our uh, well? Why don't we give our listeners the best bets of day two? Paddy, what's your HMAC best bet? Seahorse in the Coral. Yep. Thank you very much, Stephen. Cash. Yeah. Your best bet of day two.
1: I was going to go Coral as well. No ordinary Joe. But um, yeah, if we want to go for a different race, I think Jerry Clomb
2: seven to four is absolutely fine. Lovely. Absolutely fine. Jerry Clomb seven to four. Uh Dino Blue in the Canaille. Dino blue in the grand annual, okay, and uh, yeah, all all aboard the Hobsey double, Time Hill and Camprond. And and uh, it it could happen, Stephen Cass, it could happen. Uh, look, boys, we're, we're we're done through day one and day two, day three and day four is a separate podcast, which Paddy and Stephen Cass uh, won't be on. So uh, you're kind of you know you open the floor here, Stephen, to you. Um, could the other two days? Do you want to flag up something that you do not want listeners to miss?
1: Um, just uh, quickly. Uh, I think goal tweet. Um, interestingly enough, I I checked with uh, Jamie Benson, and the French money won't be going in for the toast for in effect for the calculation so i think gold tweet could be any price you like on the exchange Massive, the yeah. yeah and he, he, he'll he travel like the wrath of god i've never seen a horse travel like him over three miles it was unbelievably impressive so i'm going to believe my eyes i'm going to back gold tweet i think you could be getting 20 on him um because there's it's such a deep race and i think you'd be well yeah. able to lay it back at tens so you'll have a, 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 a kind of a free bet angle so that's a piece of punting advice i think back gold tweet and, and lay back at half his price, and I think you will get matched because he's such a travely thing. Um, I love Magical Zoe in the Mayor's Novice. I know Lucia is very good, but she hasn't been off the bridle over hurdles. We'll see what she finds. And Magical Zoe, the down royal Farm. I just love everything about her. Henry's the king of the Mayor's Novice hurdle. He's won two of them, and he would have won three had uh, Honeysuckle got there that year. Um Talior in the per Uh, big swing of the weights with... Um, shoot first and i think john Joe has won more pretense than anyone else and put away for this since then so i'd like him in the pretense and the other one i've backed and she's 40 to 1 on the exchanges is zenta in the triumph she jumped brilliant all the way around and then kicked the last two out of the way when she won a fairy house the same race willie won with uh what won the triumph for willie Burning victory. yes it? yes yes same race she won if he won this race yeah. four weeks ago she'd probably be 12 to 1 but people ignored it because it was the other day yeah, and, and, and Willie was very very uh, positive on her afterwards um, if she can jump a bit better to ones a huge price on her she looks to have any amount of ability having won a listed race in France won her grade 3 um, yeah Zenta in the triumph at 40s on the exchange is worth the best one. lovely
2: lovely go tweet Magical Zoe on the Potemps and Zenta at a big price in the triumph. Paddy, anything from the other two days? Of course, you won't be on the podcast for um days three and four. Yeah, I had you a few like boys um
3: for both days. I thought Joe Tizard's the changing man could sneak into a bit of money at a big price. He's thirty threes at the minute in the per temps. Um he's a horse. Really, obviously, the per temps is generally horses who've been who've been hiding a little bit throughout the year. He's not. He's been running on his merits all year, but He's only quite a young horse, low mileage, so I definitely think he's worth a go each way at that price. I'm mad about home by the lee in the stairs, lads. Um, I honestly think now yep. that they're riding this horse a bit different or keeping him out wide, giving him a bit of room, he's just not hitting the flat spot as much as usual. Um, He could definitely be a bit of value at roundabout sixes. Um, We spoke earlier about fast or slow. I think he's going to run into play if he's roundabout. 8-1. I think if you look at that Leopardstown race, I mean, he was miles out of his depth that day, but he hung on to them long enough and just showed that there could be a little bit of room to manoeuvre off his mark. There was, you wear it well in the Mayor's Novice. I definitely think she's a mayor going forward. That was a huge run in the challow uh, behind Hermes Allen. Kim Muir, a knight in Lambourne. He's nine-year-old, but this is a proper Tough, Hardy horse, and we know that Ben Pauling pops up in these Cheltenham handicaps. He could be a cracking bet, each way around about fourteen. Everybody on the Friday, everyone's been talking about Blood Diamond, but I think that form is very, very solid. And even when they gave gave him a freebie on the front end last time, I mean, Townend spent the whole race trying to slow him down. He still clocked a huge number that day, um, without ever getting in any way challenged. Another Paul Nolan in the Albert Bartlett, Sander Clagain. Thought he travelled so well at the DRF, but he just needs to come down out of the air a little bit. He's jumping a little bit big and slow. But if they've maybe that at home remedied that at home, he could be a bit of value at 10 to 1 in the Albert Bartlett. And I wanted to just give you a bit of a flyer in the Hunters Chase. Dick Queeley has now got a horse Ooh. called Rockies. How are you? Um he's been absolutely flying. In point to points, uh, because it looks like maybe uh, Dave Christie c- could have the one, two, three here. But Rocky's Howie, he looks like he's been absolutely transformed since Queenie's got his hands on him. He could be a little bit of a sneaky each way in the Hunter's Chase.
2: Love it, Rocky's Howie in the Hunter's Chase. A word for Sandal Cooglane, the Albert Bartlett of Blood Destiny, in the Triumph is the big talking horse at the moment. Not in Lambourn and the Kim Muir. Uh, she wears it well in the mayor's novice home by the Lee. Big for Paddy in the stairs and the changing man in the potemps. Well, well, Thank well, you well, both. One second,
1: Dino, listen to this. So Dec, uh, on, on the deck, Queely horse, right? I'm doing a, a, a panel in Capoquin on Saturday night, and I, I just left deck a voice note. I said, "What about this horse? Give me a line because we've been talking about all the local horses at this thing, right? I'll, I'll try and play the voice note. Will I? Will I put it into the speaker? We'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right mind. Mind. yeah here we go. Here all we right go. Right away. Hold on. Click play.
3: Uh, hi, Stephen. Yeah. Rocky's how he runs. Um, we're delighted with the horse. He's won both his opens on the bridle and bet Chatham Street lad very easily. He liked a nicer ground and he stays very well. So we're expecting to run a big race. He's 10 to 1. There we go. Man,
1: he's, he's pretty foolish, That's, so, That's class. That's class. Happy Back days, yeah. There, we like
3: that sort of content. Yeah.
1: He'd be, he'd be a bigger price on the day as well. Poor deck, Noel. I, I will I totally put him through it there. He was sending me a voice note and we're it out to <laughs> He's a nice I mean, guy.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much, lads. Stephen Cass and Paddy Aspel have taken us through. Alongside Dermot Nolan and, and myself, day one and day two at the Cheltenham Festival. Talking stops soon. Uh, they also gave us their best fantasies as well for the other two days on here. You've heard enough of Dermot and, and myself. Of course, there is a day um, three and day four podcast. So from the race that they have been split up. Uh, all there is for me to say now is we will be back on Monday trying to crack a Tuesday, place. Spot on Friday trying to crack a place. But we've got to try and crack a place. But on Monday, Dermot, I'm running a day off, yeah, off. But you, yeah. won't, you won't get one. Yeah. One million pounds in the pool every day, guaranteed. Of course, by the tote. Um, thank you for listening best of luck on day one at the festival you will hear us all before then if you've got through all the content we've made by that point. Any, anyone anyone
1: that got this far the toad will give you free tickets to punch get in touch if you hear this because there's no one has got this far through the podcast but happy punching everyone and free tickets for punches town if you send us a message from the tote <laughs>
2: <laughs> goodbye guys enjoy take care you've been listening to the right hour Brought to you by bookmakers.com, your best bet for tips, news, and bookmaker reviews.